0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: I like when people trash talk to me. It uh, gets me going. Uh, you know, it's, it's fun, man. It's basketball. Uh, there's going to be a lot of trash talking, and I like it. It's fun for me. Uh, it's competitive basketball and I like it So I don't care about say as long as we win you know if we win I'm good so uh, the statistics really don't, don't matter to me uh, but if we win uh, it's, it's gonna be amazing you know we got another game uh, I think we won uh, this game uh, on a defensive end and we got another game and that's it's fun man it's playoffs and we're gonna give our everything hi this is Luka Doncic and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast
2: How's it going everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. This is the latest installment of Mavs Step Back Live on Spotify Live. Matt, the Mavs have forced a Game 7 winner take all in the desert against the top-ranked Phoenix Suns, best team in the league. Man, this, is, this has just been a roller coaster of a series. Uh, I never would have... Thought You know, even with my, I tend to be irrationally optimistic at times, but when the Mavs went down 0-2 to start this series, the way they looked uh, for the majority of those first two games, I did not think that <laughs> this series would be uh, going to seven, but here we are. Uh, Luca he was magnificent in uh game six despite not shooting great from the field like we're still waiting on a on like a really good Luca shooting game and man hopefully we can get that in game seven but Luca he's been himself throughout this entire series you know the the numbers are there he's made an impact uh, it's just a matter of and I saw Scott van Pelt on ESPN last night uh, he mentioned this too it's like how did they get? the role players to bring what they've done at American Airlines Center in this series, how do they get that to translate over to uh, over to Phoenix for a road game? Because they have not played well on the road. Uh, in game five on the road when they got beat, uh, it was Luka and Jalen Brunson scoring 49 points combined. The rest of the team had 31 points. So that's obviously not going to cut it. Uh, they need to find a way to, you know, translate some of that to the road and hey look now the suns are facing elimination too and you know chris paul he's blown two oh series leads four times in his career so far uh if we wake up uh sunday or or saturday night if it's the early game and they say that oh, no the, the game will be at 2 30 or 7 on sunday but i'm saying if it's 2 30 then I think they'll probably announce the officials for that game Saturday night, if I'm not mistaken. If they come out and say Scott Foster is doing this game seven, I'm going to, like, go streaking or something. Like I, <laughs> I'm really, really going to start to believe at that point. But, Matt, uh, we got a lot of people in the queue here, so I'll get people up quickly and they can give their thoughts on that game six and everything. But just briefly, what, what was going through your mind last night as the Mavs forced a game seven?
3: This series is just so weird. That's the only thing I can think of the entire time. It's <clears> – <throat> I, I can't get my head around it. You know, I, I thought the series was over after game six – or sorry, game five. Um, it looked like Phoenix was just kind of like, all right, this thing's over. We're going to come out here and just step on your throat. And then last night, <clears throat> it just – it looked like the total opposite and Luca kind of had a look in his eyes last night that he was just out for blood, which is, which is nice. You know, you, you like to see, you know, him not being discouraged after that game, but in game five, but, um, you kind of figured he wouldn't be though, after what he said when he was coming off the court about, you know, uh, about Devin Booker and all that trash talk and everything. So, um, I like the resilience. I like the fight. I just kind of hope that, um, they can, like you said, translate it to Phoenix because if they can't, then, you know, it could be another um, ugly game. And I I don't know. I, I didn't watch Scott Van Pelt last night. I don't know what they said about it or how they, you know rationalize them being able to do that. But um, I mean this is the end of the line. So they it's either you know, excuse my French, shit or get off the pot. And and tonight is or tomorrow or What is it? Blah, blah, blah. It's it's a long day, people. Sunday is going to be. Uh, yeah, it's,
2: it's Sunday.
3: Say, it's <laughs> it's going to say a lot about this game.
2: It's the only game of this entire series that has had an extra day of rest in between it. You know, up until this point, it's been every other day as a game. Uh, which, you know, I, I I don't mind that. You know, get get the guys some rest. It's like they're not just getting off the plane and going directly to the court. Uh maybe that'll help, you know, the role players get going on the road. There's a couple things working in the Mavs favor here. I mean, one, Luca just turns into like he just goes into God mode when he's facing elimination. He has the highest uh points per game average in elimination games in NBA history for people who have at least been in three elimination games so far. So you got that going for you. Dorian Finney-Smith, after he was just amazing in game four, he's had a couple of clunkers here back-to-back. I don't expect that to continue. I think he'll get back on track uh, and have you know a big game. He's, he tends to step up in big games. Uh, we talked about Spencer Dinwiddie, how he needed to – to kind of have a good shooting game for once, and he did. He came out and shot five of seven from three in game six. Uh, looked much more like the Spencer Dinwiddie we saw uh, towards the end of the, the regular season for the Mavs. So that's very encouraging. I mean, the defense has been amazing. I mean, even even in the first half of game five, you know, they, they had Phoenix on the ropes. You know they're 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 getting everything they want offensively if they can just hit some shots I think they'll be okay. Uh, whatever happened in that third quarter of Game Five, I think that was more of like an outlier than like anything Phoenix did specifically to to throw them off because you know when you have twelve turnovers in one quarter I mean that's <laughs> that, I don't care what you say that I think that's more on the Mavs than you know anything that the Suns were doing specifically but. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm in. Incur- this, this thing could go either way. I mean, look, I'm just happy. I'm so happy that the Mavs have like shown what they're capable of, and they've they've pushed this Phoenix team as far as they have. But I'm not content with that. I'm greedy, Matt. I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> I want to go to the Western Conference Finals. I want the Mavs to play either the Grizzlies or the Warriors. It's probably going to be the Warriors, and you know, have some have some more fun doing this stuff for at least one more round, but. All right, guys, I'm going to start bringing people up. Uh, Max has been waiting very patiently, and then I'll get to Nick and Grayson here, too. I see y'all in there. Max, what's up, man? How you doing after that awesome game six win? Hey, what's going on, guys?
4: Super happy about the win. Just wanted to start off with that. I actually wasn't expecting it. I was thinking this is where they were really going to put the clamps down on us, but once again had another clunker from the Phoenix Suns, and I love to see it. Uh, I just had a couple things here, though. Um, first thing was, I just want more Frank Nielakina. I don't care if he doesn't take one shot the entire game. I love seeing him out on the court.
2: It's crazy. It's crazy how when, and I mentioned this last night, but it's like, you know, when this series kind of changed when Josh Green stopped playing, and I'm a Josh Green fan. Like, I, I like him. I think he has potential. He's just not quite there yet, uh, even though he's shown us some flashes, but – you know, this series changed when they put Frank Nilekina in and his defense, he's got a seven foot one wingspan and he has very obviously bothered Devin Booker and even Chris Paul when he switches on to him. So, you know, they're, they're just, uh, I don't want to say that Frank Nilekina has been like the biggest difference, but he has made an impact. You know, he's, He's got the same defensive intensity as Josh Green, but he's a little bit more under control because he has more experience. And, you know, I, I have much more confidence in Frank Aquina spotting up for a corner three or something than I do Josh Green at this point uh, because he shot nearly, like, 50% from the corners with New York his his last season with them. So, um, if I
1: had told
3: you that Frankie Smokes was having an impact in a game six of a second-round playoff series for the Mavericks, like – a year ago <laughs> people would have laughed me off the internet
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, it, it is so- crazy hey that's what makes the playoffs so much fun though that's what made that 2011 uh title run so much fun because you had like these just these random games like you had the page Stoyakovich story on the mother's day massacre against the lakers you had uh, Corey Brewer earlier in that series, you know, he didn't score a bunch of points, but he had a big impact in their comeback in one of those games. You know, you just never know who's going to step up. So that has been a very fun development. But, uh Max, you said you had a couple things. You had something else?
4: Yeah. And yeah. Well, the other thing I was just going to say about that is they can't just use the Jazz model where they put Gobert, well, I guess it would be Ayton or, you know, Bionbo and just hide them basically on Josh Green and just – leave him in the paint basically and say, okay, we'll we'll just let Josh green hang out there. And we're just going to double team Luca every time he drives. And I think that having Frank Nielakian out there just spreads the four at least a little bit, maybe even if it's just a few feet, you know, they at least have to respect it a little bit, but anyway, that's, that's just my observation on it. But uh, the other thing you mentioned, Denwitty, you know, I was actually really happy. He went five of seven from three, but I'd feel a lot better about it if he had gone like seven of 13 but he was all twos and he was like taking it to the hole and putting pressure on him that way because I feel like that is like more his game I'm not as like confident that he can go to Phoenix and you know shoot that from three again but I'm hoping eventually he'll find his confidence I don't know what's going on but like it's just like every time he goes to the hole he's just getting stuffed and not getting that many foul calls not trying to be too negative but um because he has been you know played a lot really well for us in the regular season but I'm just hoping he'll find his game and confidence like taking it to the hole because that's where I feel like he was really, you know, such a contributor um, coming off of like uh, Luka Doncic drives and then kickouts. And then, you know, off those kickouts, driving it, getting foul calls and then actually finishing at the rim. So that was my other comment for for Denwiddie. I'm just hoping that he can do that in Phoenix. And if he does, um, I think we have a really good chance.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. And, look, I appreciate you joining us, Max. Uh, just to expand on uh, some of the Dinwiddie stuff there before we go our next speaker here. I mean, look, I, it's one of those things where you're in the postseason, so you're obviously not going to get the same type of foul calls that you get in the regular season. Now, a foul is a foul, but it's just known that, you know, thing p- people or officials – call things a lot tighter uh, unless you're Devin Booker and you yell and make a face and then they'll they'll call that for him. But, you know, otherwise, <laughs> you know, they're not going to call a lot of ticky-tack stuff. And unfortunately for Dinwiddie, that has kind of affected his aggression and everything. I kind of wonder, and somebody brought this up to me the other day, you know, Dinwiddie mentioned that he came back sooner than what he should have because he, he wanted to go ahead and play for the Wizards after signing that contract. Uh, they didn't push him to do it. You know, he just he just wanted to come back and play as soon as possible. And he admitted that he came back a little bit too early. So, you know, fresh off of that ACL injury and coming back a little early, I'm, I'm almost wondering if, like, it's more fatigue uh, with Dinwiddie right now more than it is, you know, him just – you know, regressing, and that's just who he is now is what we saw when he was with the Wizards. I kind of feel like fatigue might have something to do with it too. It's been – it has been a long season for him, and it's already tough to try and get back in a groove after you've been out for so long with a torn ACL. Uh, And then he had that stupid run (laughs) for like 20-plus games with the Mavs. At the end of the regular season, where he he just looked amazing, it was like oh man, is is Dinwiddie now the Mavs' second best player? Like that's that's how good he was uh, at the end of the regular season. So I think it's more fatigue than anything else. But it was great to see him, you know, get some of his shooting touch back because he was shooting like twenty percent uh, from three for the series and, until last night. So that was nice to see. Okay uh next up in the queue is nick nick what's up man how you doing today hey i'm doing awesome how are you guys doing i'm doing great it's always a good day when uh when the mavs get a big playoff win i'm just i'm absolutely thrilled that uh this isn't a season obituary pod
1: (laughs) yeah no joke man so i just kind of wanted to mention um my optimism I guess you could say Um, ever since game three, I feel like the strategy has just been wear out Chris Paul and it's pretty much worked since game three. And, you know, even in game five where we kind of unraveled, I felt like that was almost more of the Mavs losing that game than the Suns winning, if that makes sense, because we just weren't playing defense. Like in these games where we play defense, we can play with literally anyone and, we' And we've shown that, and, and so if we can show up in Phoenix and, and play that desperation type of defense, I mean, I feel I feel like it's a coin flip. Like I think there's a good chance we can win it, and you know, if we win game seven, I don't see why we couldn't win the whole championship because I feel like we match up better with literally every other team in the league.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate.
2: I agree with that. Look, I mean, that's the thing. It's like if you look at the rest of the Western Conference standings or even in the East, like the Mavs have played pretty good against everybody except for uh, the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, they they struggled a little bit against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and they just got eliminated last night. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, if they win this game seven, then – you know all optimisms going through the roof like they legitimately might find themselves in the NBA Finals and that is just that is just a crazy thing to say you know from a realistic standpoint right now <laughs> like it's just right. in the, the fact that they might be in the finals but look I mean it, it's looking like it would be the Warriors if they do win they won the season series against them three1 uh, going from playing against Phoenix's defense and their length to you know, what the Warriors present on that side of the floor, and especially with Draymond Green looking like he's starting to slow down a little bit as these playoffs progress, I mean, I, I feel like the Mavs could make short work of the Warriors. I'm not going to discount what Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and all them have done over the years, but I just think this Mavs team matches up extremely well against Golden State, and I'd love to see it, but look, yeah. I,
1: I, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think from the beginning, I think Phoenix was our worst possible matchup. And so, like, the fact that we're pushing this to seven games, it's just – it's given me so much optimism. And and having um, these perimeter defenders, like, Bullock this year, Dorian taking another step, like, it's just awesome to see what this team can be. And so, um, yeah, I'm just – I feel really good. I originally thought we would lose – in six or seven, but at this point, I'm kind of thinking it's a coin flip, and I think there's a good chance we win it.
2: There is a lot of pressure on the Phoenix Suns. Like, I've said this ever since. Uh, I think it was game three Game Three and game four, but the Mavs are playing with house money. I mean, nobody expected them to win this series, and now here they are. They've pushed it to a game seven. You have the pressure of Chris Paul – Potentially losing his fifth series of his career, where he was up two nothing. Devin Booker has never played in a game seven, so he doesn't know what that pressure is like. Uh, the Mavs they played in a road game seven last year against Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers, so they have some experience here. Uh, you know, trying to turn the tables this time around. So, I mean, I'm with you. I, I think there's a very good chance they can win it. It just depends on how you know how they come out. And uh, how their role players are shooting the ball, because you know, I, I think I don't think we're going to have any kind of like real extended uh, lapses on defense. I think the defense is going to show up. It's just a matter of if shots fall. If they can hit some threes on the road, I think this is going to be a wrap. And like I said earlier, we still haven't had a good Luca shooting game. Like he's he's been amazing. He's put up all these great numbers. He's playing defense he had four steals in game six after he had three in game five and you know he's he's doing all this stuff and yet he still hasn't gotten that touch on his shot like for a full game yet We haven't had just one of those flamethrower Luka shooting nights and maybe maybe we won't get that in game seven, but I just I just feel like he's due man I feel like he is due to have a really good shooting night, and I hope it happens on the biggest stage in a Game 7. That would be incredible. But, I mean, just putting some more context on what we're watching right now, the Mavs had lost 11 games straight to the Suns before they won Game 3. They've now beaten the Suns three out of four times. (laughs) And they, they outplayed them for the first half of... Game five, the game that they ended up losing in a blowout because of that just god-awful third quarter. I don't know what happened there. But, you know, they have they have outplayed the Suns for, you know, the majority of these last four games. And Jason Kidd has just coached circles around Monty Williams, who just won coach of the year in this series. You know, Monty Williams has not been able to make an adjustment that has worked for, for the Suns in this series. I mean, yeah, in game five he played Shamit. Landry Shamet and uh, Bismack Biyombo instead of Cameron Payne and Javale McGee, and you know that seemed to help a little bit towards the end of the game. But I mean, I didn't think it was the difference in the game. It, they didn't make a difference in Game Six. I think it was just more of a you know scenario where the Mavs kind of shot themselves in the foot. So yeah, I don't know. That's I totally agree. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah.
1: like. I totally agree. I think in game five, I mean, for at least a quarter and a half, we look like the better team. And once things started to unravel, it just kind of felt like we were tired out there. We weren't playing defense. Like it, it just really felt like we lost that game. And so I think if we get out there and we have the energy and we continue to attack Chris Paul and wear him out, I, I just feel I feel good. So I'll get out of here, though. I'll let somebody else come up. Thanks for having me.
2: Appreciate you joining us, Nick. And, look, I mean, I, I think the strategy of just wearing out Chris Paul is amazing. He turned 37 during this series. Uh, you know, he he can only do so much. I mean, as good as he is, Luca's the bigger player. <clears throat> Jalen Brunson, I would say, is stronger than Chris Paul at this point. Uh, you know, so hunting him on switches and making him work as hard as possible has been the best thing the Mavs could do this series. And then they know that he's tiring out too, because like we saw last night, you know, they, instead of just putting all of their focus on CP three, they went after Booker more, they sent more doubles, uh you know they, they had more stuff going to try and stop booker specifically than cp3 because they kind of knew like okay this guy hasn't been himself for four games now he's making uncharacteristic turnovers and everything and that kind of gives the mavs the upper hand uh you know if that continues going into game 7
3: i i have zero doubt that chris paul is going to find another way to choke in this series, And it may not result in the Mavs winning or not, but I still think that he's going to end up choking. And um, if, if the Suns win, it's going to be because of Devin Booker or De- DeAndre Ayton or somebody else. It's not going to be Chris Paul.
2: Well, I mean, look, I, I think that I'm, I'm not going to underestimate Chris Paul because we've seen him torture – the Mavs over the years, and just when you think <laughs> you might have it figured out, you know, I don't want to see Chris Paul come out there and have, like, one of those, hey, look, I'm a future Hall of Famer, torch you for 30-plus points, and kind of like what he did in game two. So I'm not going to – I'm not expecting that, but I'm not going to, you know, put it out of the picture either. I, I, I respect what he's capable of doing based on what I've seen him – Uh, do against the Mavs in the past, but uh, hopefully it plays out in the Mavs favor. But uh, Grayson, I'm going to get you up here now. What you got, what you got for us today?
6: Well, on the subject of CP3 and his, his history, I mean, no disrespect. He's one of the greatest point guards of all time, but his teams have always been front running teams. I mean, you punch Chris Paul in the mouth and he has a hard time responding. And I think that's been true for most of his career to Matt's point. Uh, The Suns are front runners. And again, I don't want to disrespect them too much because they're arguably the best team in the NBA this year. I mean, record wise, obviously they are. And they're stacked. Um, But I really do think they're front runners. They don't respond well to controversy. And I think even some Suns fans will tell you that. Um, Anyway, my main point that I wanted to talk about is just I'm so proud of this team, man. I mean, I don't want to say that I didn't believe that this could happen because, you know, if you don't believe you shouldn't be here. But this this did surprise me. I'll say that for them to be going into a game seven against this insanely talented Suns team is incredible. I mean, it's really incredible. Uh, I'm so proud of them. And obviously I want them to go into Phoenix and kick ass. But even if they don't, this season has been an overwhelming success in my mind. I mean, they've exceeded really my wildest expectations.
2: I, I mean it, it's I mean it's a it's a positive, no doubt. I mean I I try to and I, I put this in my game recap on DallasBasketball.com last night. You know I I try not to word it as if I think the Mavs are going to lose game seven because I think they have a legit shot of winning it. But you know, if worst case scenario, if they just can't get the role players to translate uh, their their play that we've seen at American Airlines Center over to Phoenix, uh, and they do end up losing, I mean, it's the season is a success, and I mean, I know there's no moral victories, and the you know the overall goal is to win the championship, and they'll probably say, well, we failed our overall goal or something like that or at least Luca will. I mean, I just don't think that's the case. I mean, this team, they finally got over the first round hump, which you have to do. Like, it, you have to take steps like that. They finally got over the first round hump. Uh, they they wanted to get to the three seeds so they could, you know, avoid playing Phoenix as long as they could, but it didn't happen that way, so they ended up playing them in the second round. And, you know, it, it's worked out as well as you could ask for. I mean, who, who could have asked for more than this? It's a game – it's a winner-take-all game seven in Phoenix with the Mavs and Suns, and the Mavs have the best player on the court, which automatically gives them a really good chance of winning because they have the best player. I mean, that's that that's really all you can ask for.
6: So let's see how it goes. Right, and to that point, I have, my roommate is a Suns fan, so obviously I've been watching all these games I'm with him. And after game six uh, last night, he was he was distraught. Like he was really upset. And I was like, what's wrong, man? I mean, like, obviously we won by like 30, but you guys have a game seven in Phoenix and we haven't won there yet. And he's a big gambler. And he just he looked at me and he just goes, I would never bet against Luka Doncic. Um, <laughs> and that that I that made me it just I kind of blinked a little bit because I was like, holy shit, he's right. And sorry, pardon my French, but he's right. I would never bet, like if I was not a Mavs fan and I was looking at this game from a more objective standpoint, well, you would be insane to bet against Luka Doncic in a game seven, especially after Devin Booker gave him and his team this inc- insane motivation by doing that that Luka special thing that he, that he said in game five. I mean, I don't know how much extra motivation Luka needs, but it really seemed like it fired up his teammates. I mean, I think Reggie said after the game that they didn't appreciate that comment. And it showed. Reggie shot, what, 50% from three last night, 46 from three last night? I mean, he was great. Um, again, I'm just so proud of them, and I'm so excited for Sunday because they I, – I don't remember uh, the name of the guy who came up before me, but he's right. This is a coin flip. Uh, I would not be surprised if they win. I would not be surprised if they lose, and that is an incredible situation to be in, and I'll take it, obviously.
2: 100%. And look, I mean – I don't know what the Suns thought they were doing in this series. I mean, you'd think they'd learn their lesson because after game two, they had that press conference thing with CP3 and Devin Booker, uh, where they were asked about hunting Luca on defense or, yeah, you know, hunting Luca while Luca's playing defense. And they just kind of looked at each other sarcastically, and it was that people made a big deal out of that. Well, you know, that pissed off Luca and his teammates, and so they come back and win games three and four, and then they go to Phoenix for game five. They're playing well, but then things fall apart. Uh, you know, the the Suns got a lot of, you know, very favorable calls in that game. And then you have the thing where Devin Booker uh, flopped and it turned into a Dorian Finney-Smith flagrant foul, and he looked to the fans and called it the Luca special. Uh, and then you had the thing at the end of the game where they were up 28 with just a few seconds left and Bismack Biombo was still trying to dunk it, <laughs> you know, to pour it on. There's just been, like, why do the why do the Suns keep thinking that disrespecting Luka and the Mavs is going to get them anywhere? Like, they, if they if they didn't do that and add that extra motivation, there's a good chance they might have, you know, finished this series off, a little bit sooner, but look, I'm here for it. Like, continue to piss these guys off.
3: <laughs> it's like the it's like the Heat Dirk moment. It is where, with it LeBron is. and Dwayne Wade when Dirk was sick.
2: <laughs> it is like, what are they everyone, doing? Like, everyone why do acts they think tough this when is they're up. Work out. For them?
6: <laughs> everyone acts tough when they're up.
5: Exactly.
6: Um, right. Lucas said it best, and I, I don't really have much else to say. I'm just so so excited and. I I'm going to take this energy that I have and use it in my life and try to like do well in my finals and stuff. Uh, So I appreciate the maps for that. Cause this is, this has been a great week. And um, like you said earlier, I think they figured something out in game three. So I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good.
2: Well, I appreciate you joining us, Grayson. And I, look, I'm just thrilled. I, I had to listen to the first two and a half quarters of last night's game on the radio, and I got home and got to watch the rest of it to do the recap and everything, I'm just so thrilled for this Game 7 because we have Luka Doncic, y'all. I mean, <laughs> the guy the guy is incredible. And like we've said earlier, when you have the best player in the series, you have a legitimate chance of winning. And I hope that, you know, we're preparing for either a Mavs Warriors or Mavs Grizzlies Western Conference Finals, you know, in the next 48 hours or so so guys appreciate it uh we will see you next time be sure to go like rate and subscribe on all your favorite podcast
0: platforms we appreciate every one of you hope you have a good weekend